0: Oak tree symbolism explained. Its standout characteristics lend its symbolism to strength, longevity and elevating spiritually as well as materially. It carries distinct leaves since the tree's edges are wavy, which shed from the tree in fall time going into the winter this tree is abundant in oceanic climates found inside lush forests but is a tree found in the mediterranean climate zones as well it is large bearing a wide trunk and reaching more than 35 meters in height Hence, all shepherd trees, recalled by Tolkien, are old oak trees. And since the oak is so powerful, it's able to withstand severe weather, lightning,
1: extreme cold, torrential rain, hail, and more. Here are some more of the oak tree's awesome symbolisms.
0: Divine Strengths, Wisdom, Knowledge, Inner Strengths and Courage. Overcoming any problem, especially in terms of physical health. Protection at all levels. The recovery of self-confidence. Strengthening the auric Field. Renewing vital forces. Balancing the energy of the entire being mentally
1: physically and energetically oak leaf symbolism the
0: oak is the undisputed symbol of strength protection durability courage truth life itself the human body and fertility even the fruit of the tree the acorn we seen as a symbol of life, fruitfulness, immortality, and to the Nordics is sacred for Thor. In various cultures, a leaf represents different meanings. In Amerindian culture, it symbolizes Mother Earth. In Celtic culture, it symbolizes the point where the celestial world and the earthly one meet. In Chinese culture, it symbolizes the male brute force that does not bend, but breaks. This in contrast with the force that is drawn from the willow, that knows how to bend and not to break. In Christian culture, it symbolizes the strength to overcome adversity faith, and virtue. In the Druid culture, it symbolizes a man. In Roman culture, it symbolizes the salvation of life, where a crown of these leaves was given to those who saved someone's life. In Greek culture, it symbolizes devotion and happiness in romance.
1: In Scandinavian culture, it symbolizes life. The Celts and the Veneration of Nature The ancient Celts, who are still
0: shrouded in much mystery, were known to have a close relationship with nature. It was venerated and respected as a source of sustenance, life and peace. Similar to the Native American Indians, the ancient Celts did not build
1: any temples or places to worship. Rather, it was in nature. The oak, the Celtic tree of life. The oak
0: tree is majestic in its sight and presence, but the tree also has profound meaning. The fruits of the oak can feed men and animals alike. Its size allows for it to take up a lot of space in the forest. It's long life painting a source of wisdom. The oak's leaves can be used for a cure in a wide range of diseases and disorders. For these reasons and more, the Celtic tree of life is almost always represented by large oaks with long and complicated weaves. For them, the trunk of the oak represented our physical world. The roots, on the other hand, symbolizes the connection to the lower worlds. Lastly, the tree's branches extending upwards where the connection to the heavens The Celtic tree of life is a metaphor explaining the journey of every person's life. The roots represent the wildest parts of oneself, the shadows,
1: which through growth and maturity can be modified. The trunk of the tree and its branches are the paths taken
0: by each person in life. If a path is considered to be a wrong road, this is represented by broken and gnarly branches, which through making better choices can be corrected. Oak trees
2: have been common in Britain for the last 12,000 years since the last 18.
1: They can grow to immense height and
0: can live to be a thousand years old. They are living legends. Trees of the Gods Worshipping the Mighty Oak Tree Throughout Europe, oaks are among the tallest and strongest trees in the forest. Perhaps this is why this particular species of tree has been honoured and worshipped by so many ancient cultures. From the Greeks and Norse to the Druid and Slavs, many of the cultures from Europe's olden days have included the oak tree in their mythologies. Oak Trees and Lightning Many of the top gods in European mythology were associated with thunder and lightning as well as oak trees, the Norse Thor, the Greek's Zeus, the Roman's Jupiter, the Celts' Doctor, and the Slavs' Perun. Held as
2: sacred by many cultures in the Northern Hemisphere, oak trees were associated with their supreme deities, all have dominion over rain, thunder, and lightning.
0: It seems like a strange combination of associations, but it is probably no coincidence that oak trees are struck by lightning more often than other trees. It could be that ancient people believed that lightning striking an oak tree was an important message from the chief god and a sign of a significant event to come. In all likelihood, however, it was probably the height of the oak trees and their wood's low electrical resistance that attracted the lightning.
2: They are more prone to lightning attacks than other trees because they are frequently the tallest living things in the landscape. They also have a much higher water content than other tree species. Oaks' association with rain is also found in weather law. Will the forthcoming summer be wet or dry? See which tree produces its leaves first. Oak before ash in for a splash. Ash before oak in for a soak. In folklore, the trilogy of oak, ash and thorn together is considered magical. They are called the fairy triad, because it is believed that groves where all three grow are places where you will be able to see the free folk. You should stay away from the trees at full moon.
0: Druids and Oak Trees The ancient druids of the British Isles were known to worship oak trees themselves. They held their sacred rituals in groves of oak trees and ate the acorns that fell from the trees, hoping to see into the future. The druids also revered mistletoe a parasitic plant that could be found growing in oak trees, particularly ones that had been struck by lightning. While well, we know now that the lightning simply opened a spot in the oak tree's bark that allowed to the parasitic mistletoe to grow. The ancient druids looked at the presence of mistletoe as a divine gift from the gods. It's also featured in the
2: story of Blodderworth in Welsh mythology. She is created from the flowers of broom, meadowsweet and oak by the magicians Math and Gwydion as a wife of her food for gifts, as he was cursed so that she could never have a human wife. However, Blodderworth has an affair with Gronupebia, and they conspire to make True escapes by turning into an eagle and flying into a magical oak tree. Oak trees have many...
0: of the oaks. Oak trees live for a long time. The ancients connected this longevity to wisdom and sought the advice of oak trees. When making important decisions. This is one of the reasons why the Druids held their gatherings in oak groves. It is also why the The ancient Slavs settled disputes before an old oak tree. They hoped that the wisdom from the tree would help them resolve the dispute fairly and without bloodshed. Sort of like a slightly less
1: sparky Judge Judy. This practice wasn't exclusive to Europe either.
0: Native American chiefs often held important meetings around a council oak, an old and large oak tree.
2: Every oak tree is an ecosystem in its own right. 350 different species of insects are supported by oak. Huge numbers of creatures seek food, shelter in crevices of the bark, in the canopy of fresh leaves, hollow trunks of old trees leaf litter, and branches of dead and rotting wood on the forest floor. Oak apples and other galls grow around the eggs of insects laid in the buds. Over 40 species, including midges, mites, and wasps, are responsible. A remarkable diversity of lichens, totaling over 300 species, have been recorded growing on oaks. Bryophytes, the group of non-flowering plants which include mosses and liverworts have 65 species that grow on the trunks and branches of oaks. Much folklore belongs to specific trees. We have the major oak, the notorious home of Robin Hood in Sherwood Forest. We have the royal oak at Bostable House, where King Charles II
3: 1. A mature oak tree can reach around 148 feet, 45 meters. Compared to coast redwoods which usually grow to the height of 379 feet, 116 meters, oak trees stay in the category of middle-height trees. However, contrary to redwood, their branches can spread wide in length. Therefore, they are also considered shrubs. 2. Oak trees appeared on our planet about 65 million years ago. Unlike many other trees, oak trees have not gone extinct during such a long stretch of time. This is mainly because their seeds are cased in the hard shells. Plus, acorns and leaves are coated with tannic acid which prevents fungi and insects that could possibly harm them. 3. Oak trees live up to 1,000 years. They are considered old when the trees reach at the age of 700 years. Until that age, oak trees continue to grow and produces acorns to multiply their offspring. When the trees surpass the 1,000-year mark, their growth slows downs and some parts start to die. 4. An oak tree produces about 10 million acorns during its lifetime. Each acorn contains only one seed enclosed in a tough shell. Apart from being a seed, they are also the main food source for many birds, such as woodpecker, ducks, and pigeons. Squirrels, mice, rats, and bigger mammals, such as deer, pigs, and bears also consume acorns. However, if you are a dog or a horse owner, you should note that acorns are toxic for your animals. The tannic and gallic acids contained in the acorn can poison both dogs and horses leading to severe gastrointestinal and kidney diseases five there are over 600 species of oak trees the most population of the oak trees can be met in north america especially in mexico where about 160 species grow and 109 of those are endemic the united states also has over 90 species If we travel to the overseas to China, we can find there over 100 species as well. My favorite among them is the northern red oak, Quercus rubra, its leaves have a unique red color. Red oak is also the state tree of New Jersey. 6. The largest living oak tree is located in Mandeville, Louisiana. Apart from being the largest, it also one of the oldest known living oak trees with an estimated age of 1,500 years. The owner of the tree, Carol Hendra Dobie, named the live oak, Seven Sisters Oak, because she was one of the Seven Sisters. Moreover, the oak has seven sets of branches that grew out of its central trunk. 7. Wine is aged in oak barrels. You may have already seen one of those big old wooden wine barrels. Those are made of hand-selected oaks, usually American and French oaks. The aging of wine in the oak barrels was the historic practice of famous winemakers. It is still practiced in our days. Before the wine is bottled, it is kept in the barrels for a long time. The oak adds a unique taste, and the aromas of vanilla, coconut, and smoke to the wine. 8. If you like truffles, then thank the oaks. Truffles have a close relationship with roots of oak trees. Did you know that it is almost impossible to grow truffles in the farms? Truffles grow naturally. Their development process is tied up with mystery and uncertainty. Therefore, truffle prices are a lot higher than any other fungi. Truffle farmers do not plant truffle, instead, they plant oak trees, hoping to create favorable conditions that might invite the growth of truffles. 9. Oak tree population is decreasing. That is indeed unfortunate news. Farmers in Mexico and Central America are clearing out the oak trees in order to open up grazing land for their cattle or for their coffee plantations. And, they use chopped down oaks as construction material, and the rest is processed to manufacture the coal. Currently, about 78 species of oaks are considered to be in danger of extinction. 10. Only 1 in 10,000 acorns grow up to be an oak tree. Usually, oak trees start to produce acorns when they reach 50 years of age. In their maturity, they can produce over 10,000 acorns, most of which are digested by animals and fertilized into the ground. According to estimates, only one in thousand survives to be an oak tree. In other words, a full-grown oak tree gives birth to one oak a year. 11. Vikings use oaks to construct their ships and boats woods are dense and strong which made them favorable in many construction projects during ancient times vikings handcrafted their ships using local oaks they used pine trees as well british royal navy ships were also constructed from oaks until mid-19th century nowadays oaks are still the choice of carpenters when they create furniture and veneers 12. some cultures worshipped oak trees <laughs>
4: Centuries after Christianisation, the Anglo-Saxons associated Thor, who they knew Thunor, with the axe. This is demonstrated in this excerpt from the Dialogue of Solomon and Saturn. Sir Thunor hit threshet, mid theara furanun aexa. There are several villages in England which are named after Thunor, such as Thursday and Surrey. The axe, the club, and the hammer were interchangeable, even in the Viking era. The Norse Storm God Thor was worshipped among the Anglo-Saxons as Thunor, which means thunder. The cult of this god is first attested by Tacitus, who calls him Hercules and identifies him with that Greco-Roman demigod by his attribute, a club. The Norse Thor also carried a bludgeoning weapon, but it wasn't a club, it was a short-handled hammer. However, it appears this hammer was originally a stone axe, of the sort used in the Neolithic and Bronze Age. This one was buried with a tribal leader in Bush Barrow by Stonehenge over 4,000 years ago. Tacitus says that a forest in Germany was dedicated to Thunor, and we might assume this was an oak forest because according to the 8th century Vita Bonifati Octore Willibaldi, the Anglo-Saxon Christian missionary, St. Boniface, cut down an oak, which the Germans considered sacred to that god they called Donar, which is cognate with the Old English Thunur and Old Saxon Thunair. Indeed, both oak trees and bludgeoning weapons are repeatedly found to be associated with the storm gods of various Indo-European religions. The Vedic Indra wields a Vajra. Roman Jupiter wields thunderbolts, as does the Greek Zeus, who is associated with oak trees. The Slavic storm god Perun wields an axe and is associated with oaks. Baltic Perkunas also has an axe and is associated with sacred oak trees. All of these gods, and some of their names, derive from the proto-Indo-European dragon-slaying storm god Perkunos. Many of the aforementioned storm gods also slew dragons. In Norse myth, it is foretold that Thor will kill the world serpent at the end of the world, Ragnarok. have no specific evidence connecting the Anglo-Saxon cult of Thunor to oak trees, nor do we have any myths about the god, such as the dragon-slaying myth. But these attributes are so ancient and so well-preserved elsewhere, including among the Germanic cousins of the English on the continent and in Scandinavia, that it seems highly unlikely they didn't exist in England too.
5: Welcome to another episode of the Witchcraft Diaries. My name's Laura Dalligan, And what I'm going to be talking about in today's show is all about the Oum tree calendar, or the Oum, or the Oum, or however you like to pronounce it, which is a calendar of trees, 13 trees to be precise, that go throughout the year. And the tree of this month is one of the king trees, the oak tree. The Oum tree month of the oak is from June the 10th to July the 7th. So if you're born in this time, The oak is your birth tree. The oak is, as I mentioned, one of the key trees, and there's plenty of reasons for that, which I go into. But one reason is because it rules over the midsummer solstice, and that's the time when the sun gets its power, and when nature is at full throttle. It's a tree of strength. It is a tree which you sit by to feel strong, to feel empowered. Um, out of all the trees, it's one of the ones that, if you ask anybody in the street name a tree, they probably mention oak first. And in fact, I did read that if oaks weren't held back, then they could actually colonise the whole forest land, where the trees wouldn't be so popular at the moment. So oak trees are very important, they're very strong, and they're very long-lived. They're one of the most long-lived trees, actually. Now, oaks have been sacred for thousands of years to the ancient Greeks, and... Um, an uh, oak grove was the temple of Zeus. Zeus is very linked with oak. Um, and there'd be an oracle coming to a priest at an oak grove who believed that the whispering of the leaves or the spirit of the oak tree was talking to him and giving him an oracle. Oak is also very, very important to the Druids and the Celts, and an oak grove has always been exceptionally sacred. Um, you see lots of place names, Gospel Oak, Royal Oak, that oak's places of gatherings, places of ceremony, services and preaching. In fact, um, kings pledge their allegiance to the country, usually by an oak tree. The oak, as a king tree, rules in Celtic law from the midwinter solstice to the midsummer solstice. He is the king of the waxing year as the sun gets stronger and the days get longer. But at the midsummer solstice, do a little bit of a fight with the Holly King. Oh yeah, fight. He, well, the fact that he loses, he gives his rulership, his leadership to the Holly King, who then rules from the midsummer solstice, just after the midsummer solstice, to the winter solstice. So every year at each solstice, the oak and the Holly Kings battle, and every year the Oak King wins at the midwinter solstice and loses at the midsummer solstice. So this is the Oak's prime time, if energy is about to change. And they choose the holly to rule over the waning part of the year because even after the summer solstice the leaves start to go a little, life starts to slow down, it's reproductive productive energy, the holly leaves get greener and stronger. So the oak is a very strong tree and a tree that we go to for strength and nurturing, as mentioned before but also it's not one of the softer trees, the medicine of oak is, deal with it, <laughs> the medicine of oak is... Learn your lessons. Um, you can gain a lot of insight and clarity from oak. Um, people born under the side of the oak often have a great ancestry and interest with family and history. And the oak energy relinks us to the past and the community. It is meant to be uh, purifying. To burn oak leaves into the smoke of the oak leaves is meant to be purifying. To carry an acorn is meant to be good luck. And also the oak is one of the nine sacred woods of a Sabbath fire in which it represents the God. So all in all, the oak is an amazingly strong tree and one which is celebrated this
6: time of year, but appreciated throughout the whole year. For a traditional people, though it is not fair in any way to refer to them as primitive, their goldwork and ironwork was unparalleled in Europe. They were the inventors of the iron-bound chariot wheel, of chain mail, and of lye soap. They maintained a wealthy and high-status culture, supported by farming, husbandry, and the work of skilled craftspeople. Celtic society was divided into three large classes of people. The first and most numerous were the cattle barons and landholders, who kept the farmland, herds, and wealth of the tribe. Second, of course, were the professional warriors, young men and experienced veterans who made it their business to defend the tribe and to bring glory to its name. The third class or category of Celtic people was called the Druids, Caesar described the Druids as men and women of great learning, who studied for as much as 20 years, learning poems, genealogies, histories, myth, lore, ritual, and magic, to serve their people. The Druids are further described as divided into three categories. First were the Bards singers, poets, and reciters of tales who remembered genealogies, histories, and entertaining stories. Second, were the vates, a word which the Greeks misheard as ovate. Vates were seers, ritualists, tellers of the future, and magicians. Third, at the top of the hierarchy, were the Druids, the most learned of people who were given the task of judging in courts, of advising kings, and of overseeing rituals of religion and magic. These degrees or skill descriptions were progressive, so a fully trained Druid was a skilled bard, a powerful seer and magician, and a wise judge. These skilled teachers, priests, and magicians were the wizards of the ancient European world. Highly trained in spiritual skills, living libraries of cultural lore, they stood behind kings, advised tribes, performed diplomacy, healed the people, and brought the blessings of the gods
1: into the mortal world. We see the Druid as seer and diviner, and are reminded
6: that women were as often Druids as men. Our third tale involves the familiar figure of Merlin the Enchanter, the chief wizard of the Isle of Britain in the age of the legendary King Arthur. When Merlin was a young lad, the son of a king, a prince of the Scots, he was called lilokan and one day he was sent to a great battle upon a plain, and the slaying and the screams and the terrible sights he beheld turned his heart and mind upside down. Prince Lilokan fled the field of battle into the forest, and there he went to dwell, shedding the clothing of men, he dwelled among beasts, gazed at stars, listened to streams, slept in trees. Of this mystery we know little, but at last, when time was right, there emerged from those northern forests into the plains of Britain a wizard riding on a stag. Heading to his destiny. Here we see the Druid as forest mystic. Madness and seership and wisdom often went together in these tales. Deep, deep
4: in the forest of Lithuania. Camped out, like, in the middle of nowhere. Drove up a dirt track for about half an hour off the main road and then hiked up even further into this forest, and it is really secluded. There are no, you can't hear any engines, car engines, no aeroplanes in the sky. This is the most secluded forest spot I've p- probably ever been in in Europe. And you find one of the last surviving sites of pagan worship, and by surviving I mean this, is all over here was uh, a cult site of worship of this of the thunder god Perkunas. Perkunas is very similar to Thor, he, he had a chariot driven by goats, was a god of lightning and thunder, mountains and oak trees, just like uh, Thor. But also he um, his, his connected with the Finnish god Perkele, he knows what kind of sacrifices took place at this same living dream. I mean, as recently as 500 years ago, Lithuanians were pagan. This is sacred to the sun goddess Saula, and is also associated with the cult of Xemunimachus, the god of agriculture.
1: The supreme
4: god of Lithuanian mythology was Dieva, and all gods are called Dievas, just like Hindu devs. Helio is the god of the road and of travel, and I think he was with me on my trip. this tree uh, in worship of Felicanas. You, know, you can see a church built on the site uh, of, this is the same kind of thing that happened in England in the Anglo-Saxon conversion about a thousand years before the Lithuanian conversion. We, they built a place where sacred trees were worshipped. They built churches and that's why we can tell usually when there's a very old tree by a church, it's probably the site of occult worship, we make that assumption in Scandinavia or in England, but it's not an assumption here in the Buenia as you know, it definitely was and is and religious site a sight because in the Buenia today, a devoutly the Catholic, still have something of a pagan in them and uh, they've got in the area to protect that tree, and they're still looking after it classic falling over uh, seven branches
7: Legend of the Chained Oak. The year was 1821 in Staffordshire, England. The then Earl of Shrewsbury, believed to be either Charles or John Talbot, was riding to his home in the village of Alton one evening. Legend has it that an old beggar woman suddenly stepped out in front of his horse and coach, bringing it to an abrupt stop. The woman asked the earl for a single coin, which he denied her. Angered at his dismissal of her request, the old woman claimed she would place a terrible curse upon his family, relating to the great oak tree that stood nearby. She professed that for every branch that fell from the tree, a member of the Earl's family would mysteriously die. The Earl, being a reasonable man of high social stature, dismissed the claim and rode on home. Later that evening, a violent storm struck the village. A single bolt of lightning hit the great oak tree, bringing down one of its branches. Things took a sinister turn when, Just as the old woman had warned, one of his family members died suddenly and unexpectedly. Now paranoid, the Earl ordered his men to place chains around the tree to prevent any more of the branches from falling. The chains remain there to this day. There are a few variations of the tale, with some believing it may have originated slightly earlier in the 19th century. One version recounts that it wasn't an old woman who stopped the carriage, but an old man instead. Another states that instead of a heavy storm bringing down one of the branches, it was the woman herself, with some sort of supernatural force. In this version, it was the Earl's son who had been riding his horse past the oak, and was killed by the falling branch. The tree itself is still standing, and is now around 1,300 years old, making it one of the oldest in the valley. It's well documented that oak trees were worshipped by people around the time the oak would have been in its infancy, before Christianity took hold in England. Other residents of the Alton area claim that the tree possesses some sort of supernatural power, It's been reported that the tree mysteriously groans and wails in a strange human-like manner, especially when branches fall. Some think that an alternative to the beggar curse story is that the locals became frightened and chained the tree up in an attempt to calm the moaning. In 2007, another branch fell from the tree. Talbot's descendants were hastily contacted by concerned locals, but they confirmed that nobody had died in their family. This, of course, makes the original story seem
1: more like a myth and less like a true curse, but the truth won't ever be known.